8.36 is the time. Now, do you remember this social media video from Essex Police last year? 6.2, Younger. Wiser. Blonde. Red. Athletic. Academic. Black. White. Extrovert. Introvert. Proud. Gay. And proud. House music. Hip-hop. Love excitement. Love the country. Moved to Essex. Made in Essex. Essex Police. It's made up of different people. With the same values. One team. One family. One county. One force. Remember that? Quite an upbeat video featuring people from different backgrounds, sexuality and religions dressed as police officers. It was all filmed as part of the Forces Fit the Bill campaign to sign up more people from diverse backgrounds to come and work in Essex. It gave the impression those officers already worked for Essex Police, but they were actually actors who appeared in a similar recruitment campaign for Hampshire Police. We're going to talk to the Chief Constable of Essex Police, BJ Harrington, in a couple of minutes. First, Let's talk to Andy George. Andy is president of the National Black Police Association. Good morning to you, Andy. Good morning. Morning. Did you have any ideas that they were actors in this video? And what do you make of that first off? No, I have to say I, I wasn't aware that they were actors. Um, first off, I'd say the video was was really innovative. You know, it was well received by many in the community and as well as our membership. But um it, it, it is disappointing that it wasn't officers that were used initially. Um, I know there, I believe there was a request sent out the officers to take part, but for some reason they didn't want to. So again, it's 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 disappointing um, that that didn't happen. But it, it piqued interest for me. The, the main thing is is what action followed that that interest and um, our membership really and Black Asian minority ethnic officers and staff members should really be the ones that are driving that action and and engagement with um, ethnic minority communities to try and increase that representation. Mm, I was going to say, do you, do you feel that the message, well-intentioned and the campaign really innovative, as you said, but but lost some of its impetus and didn't quite cut through because of the fact that actors were used? I think that that could be part of it. I think as well as this, you know, recruitment, whenever police services come into ethnic minority communities, recruitment should only be another topic that we talk to those communities about. You know, this is more about trust and confidence in ethnic minority communities and black communities in particular. But what we should have is a long-term engagement plan that, that builds trust and confidence and then leads to the recruitment of black Asian minority ethnic officers. Having a video, while it's great and piques interest and really you know, showcases the fact that, that the service wants to attract those people. You know, we need to have the actions following that up and we need to make sure that we actually have results that increase that representation. Is there still an issue? Is there still a problem for police to recruit from minority backgrounds? And, and why do you think that is? You talk about sort of trust and confidence in the communities. What, what do you think is stopping people from black and ethnic minority backgrounds from becoming police officers? It's all, all of the stuff that, that we've seen through George Floyd's death and the Black Lives Matter movement, the inequality in society, but in, but in policing in general, the disproportionate use of some police powers, the disproportionate use of force on, on um, black communities. All of this stuff, as well as the legacy piece, where, where some communities felt oppressed at times by the police service, that, that leads to the ongoing trust and confidence issues. And again, if we don't build relationships up and, and show that we are a new and improved police service, then those members of, of ethnic minority communities aren't going to see policing as a career of choice. What's the best way, just finally, Andy, from you, what's the best way, do you think, to, to build that up and to, to turn some of those statistics around? 
for, for me, it's utilizing the assets you already have, utilizing those black Asian minority ethnic officers and staff members that you have. They have the lived experience. They understand the communities and they understand the barriers to recruitment and, and because they've been through it. So utilize those assets, have them supplementing all of the other work you're doing with your HR departments, your recruitment departments, have our members go in, increase trust and confidence because an officer that looks like the communities you serve really does have a, a massive effect in making that those communities feel part of this police service and the fact that there's somebody internally pushing on their their behalf really does add to to the the trust and confidence issue thank you andy for joining us on the show this morning we'll put that point now to the chief constable of essex police bj harrington thank you for coming on the show bj and you just heard from uh, andy there talking about utilizing the assets utilizing the officers who have that lived experience and understand the barriers so why did you not do that with this campaign well good morning sonia and you know andy talks about trust and confidence and it's my job to build that trust and confidence and make sure essex police represents all the difference in essex um, you know, we did use actors. Um, that was to leave officers on the front line and also uh, to make sure that officers who were involved can go on to other, you know, covert or sensitive roles. But we did use lots of our own people. If you look at our website, there's over 50 different stories uh, of difference of our staff who are all united um, in, in, you know, making Essex safer. And the one thing I would say, and Andy's made the point really strongly, and I, and, and I really, you know, value the work they're doing, the support the National Black Police Association are providing to policing to, to deal with what's a really difficult issue. The proof's in the pudding. You know, since we we launched that where that campaign to try and attract people we've had nearly 1300 applications a record average 500 of those from september to january have been women that compares with 381 the year before you know 202 of those applicants described themselves as black and minority ethnic compared with 99 in the same period the year before and finally and really importantly 102 described themselves as white and non-british so different kinds of diversity compared with 54 the year before you're right i'd love to use officers uh, and uh, we did in our campaign we told their stories and some were actually used in the national home office campaign so it's really important i take what andy says but you know i need to get good but not in that one we just heard though bj what so why didn't you use them in that one well, I mean, you know, a, a couple of good reasons. One um, is we want them on the front line. I said that. Secondly, um, you know, we, it's difficult to, to abstract them at the moment. You know, we're busier than we've ever been. There are some contractual issues. You know, if officers are involved in that and they go on to more sensitive areas of their career or covert opportunities, that can cause problems. And of course, if they leave the force. But what we did use officers for is the is the the online stories, the ones where people click in. Once we've got their attention through that advert, they then see real stories, real people. And there's fifty of those officers, staff and volunteers on our website, which are real. Uh, and, and that's where we use those people. And we continue to use those people to do that. Do you feel there's been a little bit of talk about it in the national papers, BJ? Do you feel that some of that chat will undermine the campaign? And Andy himself said it was a very innovative campaign, but now it's perhaps put a, a bit of an edge edge to it that's that's less positive. Well, I mean, you know, if we don't do something different, we'll always get the same results. And I'm really pleased to say the numbers speak for this. We attracted people who would not normally have thought about policing as a career. Um, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, what we now need to do is convert those people into into the right calibre of recruits. And we're seeing those coming through in our training. That's what this was about. And going back to Andy's point about trust and confidence. And this is about reflecting all of the diversity across Essex. You know, there's a lot of work to do. You know, we've got about 3.6% of my workforce um, describe themselves as black and monetary ethnic we know the working age population of people in ethics is about seven percent and that's based on a 10 year old census so there's more work to be done but i think this is a really good start and what else can you do do you think 
Well, we're doing loads of work with communities, making sure uh, that officers, staff and volunteers are working with our independent advisory groups. We're getting into schools. You know, we're making sure our officers, going back to Andy's point, are out there advocating and speaking to communities. Uh, we're trying to make sure that we're innovative, that we, we give people a, a good experience and make it easy to join, subject to having the right qualifications and skills and values. Uh, and we're trying to, and not just um, recruit people, but retain them when they're here, because we know uh, it can be difficult. Certainly that lived experience can be difficult for people to join, um, you know, a, a big organisation like policing. And, and, and we're trying to help people with mentors and, and those kind of things going through. So, you know, we're making a good start. We're, we're, you know, there's lots more work to do. I'm really pleased, you know, you know, the vice president of the National Black Police Association, um, you know, is an Essex, an Essex member of staff working in Grey. So, so we're at the heart of this, uh, you know, and we've got lots to learn, but we're trying to do loads as well, Sonia. Do, do you think if you do something like this in the future, you might try and get actual officers to, to front that with this particular example? Do, do you think, you know, you've got the operational challenges and all the rest of it, that's understandable, fine. But, but looking back on this, do you think you might do it slightly differently if you were to do another campaign like this in the future? Well, I mean, every time we do a campaign, we'll look at how we do things. I mean, this was the right thing and we're, we're seeing the, the results. It, it's working. Of course, you know, um, you know, if we go back and have to do this again, you know, we'll, we'll look at that. And we did ask officers if they want to take part. And we used those officers in the, in the online campaign, the real stories. You know, and, and, you know, we won't stop till the job's done. I promise that. But, of course, the other bit, and, and you know, Sonia, if there are people out there who want to be part of policing, you know, then we're recruiting. You know, Essex Police is growing. 500 extra officers in 2018. I hope, subject to... To, uh, uh, you know, approval of our budgets for next year to, to be seeing many more hundreds of officers in Essex. And there's a chance to be part of that from whatever community or whatever background, because we need the best people to keep Essex safe. And just finally, we thank you for coming on the show this morning, uh, BJ. Just slight change of topic. I want to talk about COVID because uh, it's, it's, you know, it's all we talk about, it seems, a lot of the time at the moment. But we, we spoke to you a little while ago about that major incident being declared by the Essex Resilience Forum. Of course, you're a part of that. Are we still at that major incident level? Could that soon change? Is there any news on that, BJ? I mean, you all see the news and you see the, the critical situation the country's in. You know, the, you know, there's still people dying, there's still people being infected. And thankfully, you know, we've got our health system uh, and our vaccinators now doing a tremendous job across Essex. Uh, you know, the Resilience Forum continues to work across the partnerships. Uh, you know, we hope that uh, as all of those things, all the hard work of our medics, all of the great work by our, our clinicians and, of course, the vaccination programme, um, you know, I think it's really important that we keep doing the right things. All of the things we've been advised, stay at home, stay safe, you know, abide by the rules. That makes a difference. And then our medics, uh, you know, our vaccinators, uh, the police and all the other emergency services can get on and do their job. So so we're not through this now uh, yet. Uh, there's been great work across Essex, you know, as you know, and I said on this before. And thank you to everybody who complies to that. And of course, thank you to you and, and BBC Essex for helping us to do that, because Essex really has united through this. Lovely to talk to you, BJ. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, the time, 8.47 now, BBC Essex Breakfast until 10 with me, Sonia Watson.